Welcome to Conservation Unfiltered, presented by Conserve the Wild, your destination for an unfiltered look at conservation. Now, let's get wild. Welcome back to another episode of Conservation Unfiltered. This is episode number 16, discussing Sunday hunting with PA Senator Dan Lachlan. And today, Talon and I discuss just that, the Sunday hunting bill that has recently passed the Senate, uh, State Senate, and uh, has now moved on to the House. Uh, We were lucky enough to get Senator Lachlan on the podcast. Uh, We record this on location. Uh, He was one of the members that introduced this. He is also the chair of the Game and Fisheries Committee. He is the representative for Senate District Number 49 uh, out of Erie County, part of Erie County, uh, most of the actual city of Erie. Uh, We discuss all kinds of wonderful things here. Uh, We talk about the details of the bill. Uh, We find out why it was important to him to introduce this bill. He actually tells us when he first started thinking about uh, allowing Sunday hunting. Uh, We talk a little bit about how it's changed, uh, who's opposed to this bill, And we also talk about the major economic impact that obviously allowing uh, hunting on Sundays would help hunters, but why this bill would also help the 93% or so of the population in Pennsylvania, how it's going to help them. And the major uh, way that that will help them is just the economic impact uh, that adding just uh, 14 more days of uh, hunting would, would do for us. Uh, we also talk a little bit about why it got amended down from 14 days to now currently only three uh, and what some of the next steps are uh, for this bill. Uh, he also drops a little bit of breaking news for us uh, at the end of it. So make sure you stick around uh, for the end of the episode to see what else the, the Game and Fisheries Committee is looking to adjust when it comes to hunting and uh, for hunters in Pennsylvania, something that uh, Talon and I definitely think is a good idea. So we hope you enjoy, listen in, and learn a little bit about how you can help this bill pass if you are interested in that. Let's take a quick break to talk about one of our partners, SOS Gear. SOS Gear is based in Montana and run by Chelsea, and she makes some great products out of Paracord. Right now I'm holding a belt Chelsea made me just a couple weeks ago, This belt is absolutely gorgeous. I went with the black and black camo, but that's not even the best part. My father's been wearing the same style belt for a year, and it looks brand new. Other people I've talked to have worn their belts without any rips or frays for two, three, and even five years. There's a wide range of colors you can pick from, so you can make your own statement. Check out some of her products she's made over at her Instagram, SOSGearMT, or her Twitter, at SOSGearMT. You can order a belt of your own at sosgearmt.com. That's sosgearmt.com. Welcome back to another episode of Conservation Unfiltered. I'm here with a special guest, Talon Konjak, first time. There you go. For a little over a month, Uh, but no, seriously. uh, It has been that long. It has been a long time. A special guest for us today is a Pennsylvania State Senator, uh, Senator Lachlan. Welcome. 
Yeah, it's great to be here, Jason. Really appreciate having you on. Uh, so what we're going to talk about today is uh, basically the easiest way to say is just the uh, Sunday hunting bill that's moving through our state. We're one of the few states left that you're not allowed to hunt on Sundays with a, a couple minor exceptions. Uh, so I guess for the beginning, uh, can you just give us a little information about yourself first? Uh, sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, you know, I was born and raised in Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, lived here my whole life. Uh, I've been an avid hunter and sportsman, and, uh, fisherman for the last uh, 47 years, I think. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, I've spent a good deal of my time in the woods. I like I like nature, uh, and I respect it. And, um, and I think that the, the people that should be running uh, our wild resources are the professionals that work with the Pennsylvania Game Commission, not uh, not the Farm Bureau. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Uh, so how long have you been serving politically? Uh, I've been in since 2016, so okay. it's my first term. Okay. Uh, and the big reason why we're talking to you uh, with the Sunday, Sunday hunting bill, uh, you are the chair for the Game and Fisheries uh, committee. That is correct. And uh, you, along with a couple colleagues, introduced this Sunday hunting bill. Yes. Uh, uh, when I got to the Senate, uh, Senator Jim Brewster, he's a Democrat from down near uh, uh, Pittsburgh, Allegheny County. He's actually uh, my uh, <clears throat> okay. representative. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Jim and I hit it off uh, right away. He, he's a big uh, Sunday hunting fan. Uh, so we've we've worked together for the last two and a half years trying to get this going. And uh, uh, it means a lot to me. So could you just explain some of the details of this bill? Uh, what all is, if it's passed and, and approved through uh, all the legislative channels, uh, what that'll mean to hunters and non-hunters in the state of Pennsylvania? Uh, sure. Uh, first off, when I first introduced the bill, uh, it included all 14 Sundays that would be eligible for Sunday hunting. Uh, you know, we're one of three states that doesn't have uh, some version of Sunday hunting for big game. Uh, it's Pennsylvania, Maine, and Massachusetts. Uh, I knew there would be opposition to it, uh, mostly from the Farm Bureau. There's a couple of other little fringe groups. Uh, Keystone Trails, I think, is one of them. And I don't know, there's somebody else that's called me a couple of times. But it's mostly the Farm Bureau that was opposed to it. Uh, and despite what they will tell you, uh, when you, if you interview them, uh, it's mostly a religious issue for most of their farmers. Uh, and I will also tell you uh, that there's a lot of pushback within their own organization uh, because there are a growing number of their own members want Sunday hunting. So uh, I think that they know that the writing is on the wall to get this done. Uh, I give them credit. You know, they were able to negotiate uh, with myself and uh, Senator Corman, the majority leader, uh, to get this whittled down to something that's a little more palatable for them. Uh, it's down to three Sundays now. Uh, so, you know, obviously I would have liked all 14, uh, but in order to get anything done in the Pennsylvania legislature, you do usually have to compromise. And as a uh, member of the Farmers Bureau, uh, myself and a hunter, uh, I would like to be able to hunt on Sundays because I work five days a week. Uh, and I, I really feel like, and this is no scientific basis here, but I really feel like as you were alluding to, more of their members are interested in Sunday hunting because more of their members are younger. Uh, I know the older hunters in my family don't want Sunday hunting 
for more of a traditional reason. Uh, and I would assume that a lot of farmers are sort of in that same boat. Uh, I would I would agree with that, and and you know I I respect people's traditions. Uh, we had our own camp tradition for decades, where we would go down, you know, the weekend after Thanksgiving, spend the weekend getting ready, sighting our guns in, and doing things like just like many other hunters did throughout the state. Uh, but times change, and if you fail to adapt, uh, you'll go extinct, and and that's what's happening uh, with our ranks right now. Uh, the lack of time uh, is the st- number one stated reason why people either quit hunting or, or don't start in the first place. Uh, and with today's kind of hectic lifestyle, I think we all are well aware of it. Uh, most families now, both parents work at least to some extent. Uh, kids have school activities on the weekends, on Saturday usually. So quite a, quite a bit of the time, uh, really the only free day or even free afternoon uh, is Sunday. And that's preventing a lot of people from hunting. Uh, you know, so far this year, I, I should have got an update before I had did the show today, but uh, at, I talked to Brian Burhans, a, a director of the Game Commission, uh, two days into the license sales this year, and just having that Saturday opener, uh, we felt uh, was the reason for this, but he told me there was a, a 30,000 license sale bump in the first two days already. So having, having that option for people to hunt that weekend after Thanksgiving, I think is already having an impact. And if we can add Sunday to that, I think it's going to be huge. And do you think that that's the Sunday that the game commission would add, or is that a a state legislature decision or is that going to be? Well, the way the bill has been amended, there's, there's to be one Sunday in archery season, which is up to the game commission, uh, which Sunday that would be but in that season, and the same with rifle deer season. Now, in talking to everybody, I think we, I think everybody assumes it'll be that Sunday. Seems to make the most yeah, sense. It, yeah, uh, I think so too. Uh, and then we've included just a uh, third additional Sunday that would just be completely up to the game commission, kind of a flex day, if you will. Yeah, that probably end up being in rifle. Well, it's hard to say. Deals yeah. like, yeah. you know. And could be possibly bear season. Yeah. as well or yeah. us yeah. muzzleloader guys yeah or possibly yeah. <laughs> well listen you know both of you muzzleloader guys will have to figure it out yeah. <laughs> it's just i'm just really excited about the, the bill in general uh, being 34 years old and hunting for 22 of them this is as close as it's ever came mm-hmm. am i right oh absolutely it's, this is this is the furthest about for yeah. 20 plus years this is the furthest that it has ever made it through the legislature i have been told that yeah which is we're very excited about. So you already mentioned that uh, Senator Brewster was someone that was also pushing for this Sunday hunting. So, you know, Republican, Democrat, everything you hear on the news media today is that everything's very black and white. It's one way or the other. How does a, Senate, how does a Republican and Democrat come to, come together and say, hey, we have the same goal in mind and, and get it a bill this far? Yeah. Uh, well, despite what people might see on the evening news, uh, the, the partisan fights obviously make, make for good news. Uh, but believe it or not, the state Senate uh, works together in a bipartisan fashion, um, I would say, most of the time, probably 90% of the time. We, you know, it's not that we don't have differing opinions on topics, but we can usually work through them and, and reach a compromise. Uh, so, uh, 
especially in, uh, an issue like uh, hunting in general and Sunday hunting in particular, uh, I, I believe it or not, I actually got less pushback uh, out of the Democratic side of the Senate than I did my own caucus. Is there uh, any reason you can put out for that, do you think? Or? Uh, I, I, I think what it is is that uh, the Republicans more traditionally represent more of the rural areas, uh, which would have more of the farmers and the Farm Bureau influence is all. That makes sense? Yep. Uh, so uh, Sunday hunting is the, the big main part of this bill that, that we're talking about, that everyone seems to be focused on, but... Uh, there are some other parts to it, and the big one that I see whenever I, I look at the bill is some trespass language that's in there. So what, why tie that in? Well, uh, quite simply, uh, the, the increased uh, trespassing penalties that are uh, included in the bill uh, were specifically asked for by the Farm Bureau. And uh, we knew that uh, without you know, appeasing them on some front that it would be uh, an even bigger fight. Uh, so we included that, uh, virtually word for word, what they had asked for. So, uh, you know, if there's farm bureau members listening to this podcast, uh, know that, uh, you had a voice and a say in this. Now, is that one of their biggest complaints when it comes to Sunday hunting is people trespassing on their, their land on Sundays that, that uh, is or, or an extra day during the week, I should say. Yeah, that, that is their single biggest complaint that I've heard from the farm bureau is the trespassing issues. Yeah. And, and, you know, listen, I, I'm a landowner. I get it. You know, uh, I think that, you know, you should have the right obviously to control who goes on your land and when, and, and that topic has come up during the debates on this bill as, as, as well. Uh, you know, if if this passes and you're a farmer that doesn't want Sunday hunting, you still can have a sign at your land that right. says no Sunday hunting or no Tuesday and Sunday hunting, whatever you want, because, you know, it's your land. You can do whatever you want. You could say Wednesdays only. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, you know, as a landowner, you're not required to allow people on your property. And by law, people are supposed to be asking to hunt on their property regardless. So as long as the hunters are doing what they're part of it and asking permission before they walk onto the property, then that shouldn't be an issue. Uh, I, I would agree with you on that. Uh, I think, I think by and large, uh, most of the hunting community is polite and respectful, respectful of other people's property. Uh, at least when they know where the you know, the boundary lines are I'm not saying that even myself, when I've been on hunting, I haven't crossed accidentally onto someone's land and then you realize it and then you head back the other way. But, uh, I think the, the trespassing language that we included in the bill, uh, is aimed more specifically at the problem, uh, trespassers, the ones that are willfully doing it. Uh, the people that are put tree stands up on your back corner of your property because they think you won't find it. Uh, those are the folks that we're trying to weed out. And, and basically, uh, you know, uh, I, I want them uh, to know that we do not support that type of hunting. We're, we're for legal, lawful hunting uh, and respectful people that are respectful to other landowners. And they're holding the, such a small percentage of, of people who are out there hunting illegally and doing things that they're not supposed to do against the majority of the oh, population. Yes, absolutely. And it, it gives all of the good sportsmen a bad name when you have one bad apple out there hanging tree stands and, you know, 
doing illegal stuff. So w- we do not support anybody like that at all. Yeah, it goes for every prof- profession, including mm-hmm. teachers yeah. and right. senators. Right? Exactly. Yeah, that, I would, that's definitely nothing for, I think, any normal hunter to get worked up about with trespass because if you are, like you said, respectful and, and the vast majority of hunters, uh, that language and the increase of fines and things like that are not going to affect you. It shouldn't. It really shouldn't because, quite frankly, most of the folks that I've talked to, most of the hunters that I've talked to, they, they all they all hunt in the same spots they, they have for years or their families have, and they know each other. They know the landowners. The... The, uh, the the rare person that's just busting onto somebody's land and hunting it without any permission at all is very rare. And unwelcome. And, un- and unwelcome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Time. So doing a little bit of research for this, I found that uh, the first time Sunday hunting was outlawed in Pennsylvania was in 1873. Uh, I, I, I saw where it was 1895. But okay. I think we can agree that in, it was a long, a long time ago. Long ago. So... It's 2019. Why now? Why? And you, I think, feel like you already alluded to this a little bit, yeah. but why now? Why is now the time to push and where we might actually get it passed through well, legislation? Uh, sure. Uh, let's back up just a little bit. Uh, when I was a little kid, if you would have told me uh, that you could go to a casino and gamble while you're taking medical marijuana <laughs> and drinking <laughs> on Sunday, uh, and not be allowed to go out and take your child or your spouse hunting, uh, I would have laughed at you that those would be legalized first. That's actually really funny. So I just wanted to get that, that little shot in there. That's but uh, But honestly, uh, you know, there's 47 other states that have Sunday hunting. There's been no problems that I know of, and we're down to Maine, Massachusetts, and Pennsylvania. And I'd really like to not be dead last in this game. Uh, it's, a, it's a boon for our economy. Uh, and, you know, somebody's going to probably Google this. And I'm just going from memory. But I, uh, if, if I remember correctly, there were about six, six to 8,000 jobs would be created if we passed Sunday hunting. And then the economic impact was in the hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, so it's a good thing for the economy. Uh, it's a good thing for the people that would, would be able to land these jobs. Uh, and it's also, in my opinion, going to be great for a lot of the small towns uh, throughout rural Pennsylvania uh, that rely on, on kind of weekend tourists, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think this is it's, – it's time. It really is. It, it's funny. You mentioned Googling that. Um, according to the uh, National Shooting Sports Foundation, this is – You already Googled it. I already Googled it for you. Uh, yeah. November 2018, uh, total economic impact would be uh, 6,300 jobs would be $309 million in wages and uh, almost a billion dollars in total output. Yeah, not bad, right? <laughs> that sounds awful well, good to me. Even just me remembering, you know, going up to camp as a kid, there's so many places to, you know, go grab something to eat after you went hunting or, oh, I forgot this at home, let's run over. Yeah. Truman, you know, Truman's right Truman's, behind us. Yeah. Let's run over there. And even they're hurting, but they're still open. But a lot of places like that up there around the area where we hunt, aren't there anymore yeah when i was a kid there are abandoned stores now you know well this is probably a good time to actually talk about border bleed as well uh you know for the folks listening that that don't know me very well uh we have a family camp 
located in Frewsburg, New York, uh, which is only as the crow flies about four miles from the Pennsylvania line. Uh, we've hunted up there for years on Sundays, uh, simply because you know our it's where my great grand or grandfather bought the property initially. Uh, so they kind of made that decision for us. But as the years have progressed, we're <coughs> we're very thankful uh, to be allowed to hunt on Sundays up in New York State. And I can tell you, uh, just anecdotally, that there are people from Pennsylvania that own camps uh, near the border in New York, specifically so they can hunt all weekend long. And and that will change if we pass this law where uh, the, the bordering, you know, counties along our border uh, will have an in, an uptick probably in camp sales and fixing them up and everything else. I've gone to Ohio because of yep. that. Yeah. Down on Sundays and off season times, whenever the before they started opening up two B, you know we can yeah. pretty much straight through. But we used to go to Ohio when archery season ended and rifle season started. And I remember the first time doing it, sitting in a tree stand, my brother and all our buddies were spread out through this farm, texting each other. Do you feel like you're doing something wrong? <laughs> yeah, you know, we were hunting on Sunday morning. You know, yeah. So it's. I understand. Many wildlife uh, conservation organizations like Pheasants Forever or QDMA, Whitetails Unlimited, uh, they all support Sunday hunting. Do the views of their members and, and their support, does that have an impact on getting legislation like this through committee? And uh, I think that it has helped a lot this, you know, this year. Uh, in talking to Senator Brewster, he's been in the Senate now, I, I think, closing in on 12 years, uh, and he's been pushing for this that long. Uh, I think the fact that a lot of these uh, sportsmen's groups are finally on board and, and actively pushing for it uh, is helping. I think it's going to help it get it through the House. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, uh, the many voices now that are pushing for this, I think, are, are enough to push it over the edge. I do. Is that, is that something you guys work with the Game Commission on, getting their input, or are they just kind of uh, no, they type they've they've been on board right you know okay. since when I got elected. One of my very first meetings that I had with them. This is this is a topic that we discussed, and they were very supportive of it. And uh, and as a matter of fact, some of the discussions that we're having is. Uh, if if the farm bureau is to prevail and and kill this bill in the house this year uh we we are i believe the game commission is going i don't want to speak for them but i believe they are going to revisit their red tag issues or uh licensing okay so that's kind of something they have to a little bit of teeth coming the other right. way yeah right yeah and that's something that has always perplexed perplexed me as far as sunday hunting uh I know quite a few farmers from around our area that have deer number issues um, that are getting red tags and, and allowing hunters to come on their property, but then they're turning around and saying they don't want to allow hunting on Sunday. It, it is kind of a strange situation because, uh, you know, they, you have the deer out there eating their crops. Uh, they're complaining there's too many deer. And then when you want to have a little a little extra time to help them out, yep. uh, then it's a it's a different story. So my biggest thing Saturday's a washout in yeah. archery season. 
Yeah. I can't hunt on. I, I lost my one day that I can hunt. Yeah. You know, I used to be able to hunt after school, mm-hmm. uh, but now I have a small son. Yeah. I don't get to go out like I used to. Well, I can tell you just just anecdotally, the last couple of seasons, it seemed like uh, it seemed like it rained every Saturday. Over the last three years, I've kept track just to try to have some stats for me. Over the last three years, just in archery season, uh, the percentage of Saturdays that I would consider good hunting weather that wasn't uh, nasty weather uh, was only twenty percent of the days. Uh, only. Two and a half of those days, yeah. Versus Sundays, which was ninety percent of the Sundays. Yeah. Well, so I, I wasn't guessing wrong, no, was I? No. <laughs> I kept track just uh, solely so I could basically tell my great uncle who opposes Sunday hunting, "Hey, it, wouldn't it be nicer when he complains about the bad weather that he has to hunt in? Yeah. Wouldn't it have been nice yeah. to be able to go out the next day?" Yeah, you right. get the plan. So Saturday you can do your family stuff. It's like, yeah, it's going to rain. We'll get stuff done around the mm-hmm. house, and then Sunday you you know you have you can go out in the morning. Before church, for the people who are saying, oh, church, you know, Sunday's mm-hmm. for church, our service doesn't yeah. start till 11 o'clock. I think I can get out and get mm-hmm. back in. Yeah, or to, even to or even Sunday church. afternoon, yep. you know, and whatever yep, works for you. After church, yep. That's what I'll tell my wife. Yeah. That I'll, I'll say that I'll hunt Sunday instead of Saturday. And, well, we'll hey, see. Well, it might make it out. Or if it's a washout, some churches have Saturday night. <laughs> hey, you know, right. It's raining Saturday night. You go to church Saturday night. We're, we're kind of a high-tech society now. You can podcast in, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right absolutely. from your tree stand. Put <laughs> yeah. the earbuds in. I'll tell you what, it's, it's just as good, I feel like, sometimes. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so have you heard any pushback from a safety issue? I, I've heard a few people mention safety issues. Uh, you know, they like to bring that up, uh, but there are no statistics that back up any any safety concerns. Uh, hunting is one of the safest things to do. Uh, as soon as you, once you leave your home, it's one of the safest things you can be involved in. Uh, driving to go hunting is much more dangerous. Driving to go jogging much more dangerous. The 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 few interactions uh, where someone got hurt uh, that was a non-hunter. That inter, you know had an interaction with a hunter are, are so few. It, it's even tough to find any when when you Google them. Now, mm-hmm. most of the uh, accidental shootings are hunter hunter, you know, like getting out of the truck and something discharges uh, accidents like that. Uh, but just somebody being mistaken for game is so rare. It's uh, you know you might I'm sure somebody will find a, a, an instance where that happened, but it is very very rare. Mm-hmm. The fact is. I believe you're about 20 times more likely to get hit by lightning. And I have a story for that. I did get hit by lightning before. You didn't have to bring that up. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> I really, I, I'm not kidding. I was working at a golf course. That would be the spot to yep. get hit by and lightning. That was the spot to do it. I uh, felt a different time. Felt just, a different podcast. That's not, that's just just for the, the people listening the, that are in the stats, um, I am an instructor for the Hunter Trapper Education classes. We had our in-service for that class Memorial Day weekend. So they went over the hunter-related shooting incidents for this past year. Um, The classes were instilled in 1959, and there's been an 80% decline in the HRSIs. Uh, And just last year in 2018, there were 27 incidences. Uh, 59% of them were self-inflicted. And there was only one fatality, uh, and that was also self-inflicted. So that makes six successive years that we've had fewer than 30 uh, shooting incidences. Um, so with if you 
I did the math and coming through with all the days that you're able to hunt, um, be about 124 days that you're able to hunt in the calendar year. Uh, there would basically be one shooting incident every four and a half days. Um, so that would still keep us under 30 if we included every Sunday within those seasons as well. So as far as thinking that it would make it more dangerous in the woods on Sunday, like you said, I don't, I don't see how the, a safety concern would really be. Right. The percentage is going to stay. Percentage is the percentage. You yeah. Know, it's not going to fluctuate that much. You, you wouldn't think anyway. Right. No. And as you said, none that, at least that they told us from last year, involved non-hunters yeah. uh, with shooting. So, um, you know, we are at a point now in our state where you are uh, more likely to get injured falling from a tree stand because you don't, you're not wearing a harness than you are to be shot by someone else or shoot yourself. Right. That's it's actually much more dangerous hunting out of a tree stand without a safety strap on. Absolutely. Yes. Which I is, started wearing one two and a half years ago. When I, my kid was born. I, I used to not wear one. I yeah. started, you know, young, started young. four years ago until yeah. I almost fell out of one. Yeah. And makes it makes sense once you yeah. start doing it. Now you think you're invincible. Of course, when you're young. <laughs> so we do right now in Pennsylvania have a limited Sunday hunting available. Uh, unfortunately, it's only foxes, uh, crows, and coyotes are the only legal game that we have on Sundays. Uh, for those of you listening, uh, not groundhogs, no, no. not illegally allowed to be hunted really? on Sunday. Good really. thing I've never done that. Yeah. So uh, why is there – what is the reason for the concern when for big game? If we can already hunt – like I could go out this Sunday and hunt coyote. Right. Why all of a sudden does it change for big game? Uh, I, I really can't answer that one. It makes no sense to me at all. Uh, and as a matter of fact, coyotes and fox, I believe you can hunt uh, around the clock, actually. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. Uh, and so uh, it, it's just, it's really odd that, that this has stood this long. Uh, it really is. You know, every, uh, other, than the, other than the selling cars on Sunday, uh, which I was willing to help repeal that too, but my car dealer friend said, "Whoa, wait a minute, <laughs> we like it like that." So I was like, "Okay, we'll leave we'll leave that one for someone else to work on." But uh, uh, yeah, there there's there is no reason uh, that you can argue against Sunday hunting anymore, at least not with a straight face. Uh, the federal government mandates season dates and bag limits for migratory birds, ducks, geese. If we had Sunday hunting in Pennsylvania, how would that, or even just these three days, if they happen to overlap with that, seeing that you're representative of Erie, I feel like there's probably a, a good amount of that going on around here. Right. How does that affect those seasons? Well, that's why we would leave it up to the game management professionals, and it shouldn't be the legislature saying, you, you know, you can hunt on this day and that day, and, and, and you know, that's why initially it's it just left it up to the commission and, uh, and the feds because there are, there are people that have to you know, degrees in how to do this, and I'm not one of them. I'm an advocate for Sunday hunting, but I'm not going to try and tell the game commission you need to do it on this day and this day and this day. That's That should be their job. Okay, so with this bill, <clears throat> if it was passed and a day happened uh, that they choose for Sunday happens to fall during, you know, the Canada geese season, and they say it's okay to hunt Canada geese on Sunday, that's... That, that would be okay with me, like I said that I'm just trying to give them the ability to, to pick the days. Uh, so other states have gone through this process before trying to institute Sunday hunting. 
And some of them have gone in uh, smaller steps. Oftentimes they, they have limited uh, what hours you could hunt on Sunday uh, or the type of land that you could hunt. Was that part of your decision? Did you think of that way of trying to get this? or? Well, uh, that was part of the discussion. And, uh, you know, I, I chose to, to try and go for the whole thing at first. Uh, you know, even the whittled down three days, just wherever, I think is a better option than saying just game lands or just private lands. Uh, I, think, I think ultimately uh, this will be the right path to get three days this fall uh, and then hopefully we can add some uh, but trying to trying to regulate it to just game lands or just state forest or just private property I think is a mistake so talking about that what is what would be the next step we get three days this year hopefully if it passes the house in time uh, what would be the next step to try to get you know, all Sunday hunting opened up? Uh, the next step will be that the next the next legislative session, I, I'm going to reintroduce Senate Bill 147 and, and say we need 11 more Sundays. Okay. Uh, is there something, like, we can do as hunters? Like, is it, I feel like it getting whittled down to three days was like, I don't know if they can handle it. Well. You know, is there something that people out there can how do we show that just keep doing what we're doing right i mean just keep like you said yeah. people are respectful uh keep doing what you're doing keep advocating for it uh there's a there's a group called hush uh the hunters united for sunday hunting facebook group uh, i recommend joining that if you're if you're pro sunday hunting they've been very uh, helpful in the advocation um and then quite frankly just calling your uh, state representatives and your state senator and telling him uh, that you are for it uh, means a lot because uh, I'm making the assumption every other senator in the state does it the way I do. Uh, we keep track of calls that we get that are for or against uh, legislation. And, you know, the more calls you get, uh, the more you take notice. Uh, so that's, you know, that's an easy way for people to do it. And I would say, give you this bit of advice, listeners. Uh, everybody's got a smartphone these days. Put it right in your calendar as a reminder. Like every Tuesday at 2, I'm going to call somebody. Uh, you know, and, and that way you won't forget to keep the pressure on. As union members and uh, <laughs> members of conservation groups, oftentimes you know, we get emails to send basically a form letter right. to representatives and, and about different bills and things like that. Does that hold more weight, less weight compared to just making that personal phone call? Uh, I think both ways uh, carries a, you know, a fair amount of weight. Uh, you know, I'm making the assumption you told me you guys were teachers before you came in. I'm assuming that PSEA is the union you were mentioning, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, they're a powerful union. So uh, when we get emails from them, we certainly take notice. Uh, and then, uh, the flip side of that is, you know, groups like Hush and, and the other sportsman groups. Uh, if, you know, if we get 300 phone calls from, from Hush, uh, we'll take notice of that. Absolutely. So, but either way, we keep track of the calls. So, so at this point, the bill is in the House. Can it be amended further? 
Oh, yes, absolutely. And there's been a little bit of talk about that. Uh, I've heard some, uh, you know, some chatter that the Farm Bureau wants the written permission added to this bill, uh, which which I don't support. Uh, But I will say this uh, in the in the interest of compromise, if you know, if the House Game and Fish chair wants to amend that in. Uh, I think that he should get another day added to it, and that would be the compromise. We'd have four Sundays, and they'd have written permission. Uh, I don't think, I don't think it needs to be amended down any further, though. At least in its current form. That, that's a real good way of looking at it. The, the only way that I, I guess, looked at it a little more pessimistic that if it got amended, it w- we would actually lose more days. But um, no, that would be, that be, uh, be all right. With me. I think that would be a, a compromise both sides could live with. You have any questions for us, Talon? Well, I, just, I asked mine about what can we do. Is that you it? Know, is that the only what, one you got? Well, I mean, I filled out some of these for you. Yeah. you know? But no, the, the what do we do is yeah. is huge because, like, like I said before, I feel like I feel like they were just babysitting. You know, like, yeah. you know, kind of whittling it down like that. It just felt like I, I do with my kid. You know, yeah. <laughs> you go, you know, you just try to put them off. I don't know. It's, it's Maybe we'll do that later. Yeah. You know? And I just, I don't, my confidence sometimes has been shaken because it's been talked about for yes. years. You yeah. Know? So. Well, here's, here's the thing that I would add, Talon. Uh, you know, uh, in this process, uh, I reached out to many of the blue collar trade unions. Uh, you know, I worked in construction my whole life, so I knew what it was like working six days a week or the weather was bad. Uh, and most, uh, most of the blue collar trade unions support this bill. Uh, now they haven't really put a ton of weight behind it. I've, I have some support letters. Uh, the PSEA, I asked them, it's not really there on their radar, so to speak. Uh, but as, as union members, I'm, I'm certain that you could send a, an email out to your fellow members and say, Hey, I know this isn't for everybody, but this is something that means a lot to some of us. And would you like to, uh, rally a little support behind it? Because every little bit will help. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's something I think we should get on board with because I know as teachers we see it firsthand a substitute teacher shortage in our buildings and when I only get one day a week to hunt I'm using personal days to hunt during the week mm-hmm. and then I find come back to yeah. work and find out I didn't have it's a sub. It's a nice, it's a nice angle and, isn't it? Yeah mm-hmm. so that's it is, it's, it is you know if I had a if I had an extra day on you know multiple Sundays to hunt I may I'm gonna say may oh take less days during the work week yeah and just even uh like take our school for example like our area is changing i i grew up where we teach i I graduated from the high school that i teach at now and he graduated from school up the road but the the school landscape changed it went from pretty much rural Mm -hmm. to now we're getting a lot of housing developments and stuff so the type of kid changed a little bit so maybe that's having an effect too but when i went there a majority of the kids hunted Mm -hmm. and fewer and fewer every year you see kids out there in the woods and it's a healthy activity you know it's it's getting them outside it's getting them exercise it's getting all the positive things that people talk about oh we got to get these kids away from computers and get screen time and all of that yeah and we're not allowed to do that because they have a soccer game on saturday and right if they even go or they you know it's i i hear the stories uh i lived it myself uh, raising my own kids they were busy different things uh you know their friends were playing xbox and it was raining outside and it's a little more appealing to them to stay indoors but yeah, and then they get hooked on it. yeah but quite frankly uh like what i would tell my own kids i'd tell them listen 
everything outside is high def and it's 3D. Come on out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. But I just I wish more kids would would buy into that because seeing it every year, it's yeah. You know, we're we're right on the front lines of that. Uh, you know the technology problems that, that people talk about kids on the screen oh, all the time. And, and a- absolutely, I just wish more got out into the woods and just having more opportunities for them to do so. I think would help get more kids out in the woods oh it it absolutely will Uh, and it'll give them a more of an appreciation for the outdoors and a better understanding of it uh it's good exercise hiking around the woods and uh, you know i i don't think anybody that uh spent a day afield uh, and came home tired uh was really upset about their life after that either right and (laughs) i think it would help with some of the depression some of these kids are having too i think you're right get out get a little exercise and work hard get some fresh air you'll sleep a lot better too yeah (laughs) so my my last question uh trying to sort of prod for some maybe some breaking news uh is there any are there any other changes uh and game and fisheries committee is looking into uh as as far as what as far as any changes to to hunting or any kind of big things that we would, that you would like to change? Uh, well, I'm sure that you're aware I have a bill out to do away with the antlerless license envelope system, if you will. Uh, today, today, by the way, is uh, time to send them in, and I, I, I don't have mine ready, so, <laughs> you know, it just goes to figure, right? The, the chairman doesn't even have his license in on time. But, uh, but that's, you know, in my opinion, that's a minor little upgrade to bring – uh, license sales into this century. Uh, I'm getting a little bit of pushback from the county treasurers, but you know, quite frankly, you know, they're going to have their job the next day, whether we do this or not. So I, I don't know why anybody's worried about it. Uh, there's virtually nothing that you can't buy online now, except an antlerless doe license right. in Pennsylvania. I mean, it's ridiculous. Right. Yeah, uh, last hunting season, I went to Montana to elk hunt with my father and we bought our license online. We applied for their draw. Uh, online and you waited a couple months and then they sent you an email saying you were awarded or you were not and out there they have enough that we were awarded an elk license but it definitely would make my life easier to be able to do it online not have to worry about the postage and you have to get it in the mail on saturday before the monday right well, even in PA now, you can you do that with everything but the antlerless license. Yeah, I bought right. my license I, online this year. I bought my license at midnight online because the one DMAP unit that I wanted to hunt, we weren't sure, eh, it might sell out, we better make sure mm-hmm. we get it. I stayed up till midnight, ordered everything, got my DMAP, was coupon number one. Oh. Yep, first one to get it. Oh. And the next day, I think my cousin woke up in the morning, went to the store and bought it, and he was like 42. And they had 1,200 or something yeah. like that. So I didn't need to stay up until midnight was the point of that story. But you yeah. can. But you can. That's But you can. And right. Except antlerless license for. Right. And, and they already have the system in place at every sporting goods store where you, where you buy it at the point of sale. They could print that just as easily as they could print the rest of the license. Right. And uh, uh, hopefully, I'm hopeful that those pink envelopes will just become a collector's item shortly so you might want to save the extra ones you have laying around this year yeah (laughs) like my old uh hunting license the silver ones where you ripped off oh yeah yeah. or a couple of my great-grandfather's metal license yeah yeah i have a couple of those in my collection Mm -hmm. yeah i know as far as younger hunters are are concerned that would definitely make it easier for us uh on my phone right and a a couple contacts that, that we have in the game commission they would also like to see 
that system amended. I just don't think they're in the position to yeah. propose that. Well, uh, I'm, I'm not afraid to propose anything that I think is going to make Pennsylvania a better state, whether it has to do with hunting and fishing or, or any other piece of legislation. Uh, uh, one of the other things that's on my to-do list, at least as far as this topic, um, is I would like to see uh, the, the, the harvest reporting system updated to a smartphone app uh, where you could literally punch in where you got your deer or turkey. Uh, you know, I just got one. And yeah. boom, as it an goes. App, it, yeah, it goes right on a, on a, yeah. on a GIS map, and then the game commission can plot right down to the almost square foot where you got your deer and right. and where they need, to, you know, maybe shoot some more or shoot some or fewer of them. Right. That's a that's a very good idea. Yeah, I like that. service though. I don't get service. In my yeah, head. it might have to save that location for you. Yeah, and then. Uh, Send it out. Or later. you could be like the guy, like I'm creeped out. I think people watch me, so I turn my location off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Your life is that interesting. Yeah. But, uh, it's not, but I don't know why. Yeah. It's just like, I, I, maybe I watch like too many sci-fi movies or something. We, but, we, we may need to amend that because <laughs> I'm sure somebody's going to shoot a state record buck, and then they'll go Nobody back must, next. Yeah. They'll go back next year. There'll be a few hundred guys there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for coming on and uh, letting our listeners know about this bill and sort of how it progressed. Yeah. Um, we want to, I know I, and I think Talon too, yeah. uh, we want to thank you uh, for proposing this legislation because as everyday workers, this is definitely oh. a way for us to get our hobby uh, and get us one more day and be able to get out in the woods a little more often. Well, I appreciate that, uh, gentlemen, and, and quite frankly, for the average working person, uh, this will double their, uh, well, once we get all the Sundays, it'll it'll yeah. virtually double their chances to go out and hunt, Right. if not more than that, because a lot right of their now, Saturdays are busy. They're, they're 14 Sundays, that means there's only 14 Saturdays, mm-hmm. and that's probably what a lot of people can get is only those 14 right. Saturdays. Yeah, and usually not all of them. Right. And so. if people want to... <laughs> get a hold of you and, and voice their concerns uh, since you are the chair uh, of the committee. Uh, how can they get a hold of you and voice their concerns? Well, uh, I'm readily available uh, for most of you listening and have a smartphone. You can just say, I need to get a hold of Senator Dan Laughlin and it'll pop up. My office information will be right there. Uh, my email, website, Facebook page, all of it. So uh, it's not hard to get a hold of us. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for taking your time to talk to two guys like us. <laughs> yep, thanks for being here, and uh, I wish everyone good luck this season. You too. And that'll do it for today's episode. Really want to thank Senator for coming on with us. Uh, it was awesome to talk to someone that represents not necessarily Talon and myself uh, because we are in a different district. Uh, However, someone who represents fellow Pennsylvanians and someone who did, did it with, uh, does it with such a personable attitude. Uh, You can tell he's definitely serving for the right reasons. Uh, He's here to, you know, doing a job uh, to try to better our state. Uh, and whether you agree with the steps he's taking or not, he definitely comes with, you know, at the perceived problems that he sees uh, with a way, uh, sort of with that attitude of I'm doing what, you know, he's doing what he feels is best for all of us. Uh, so we think this is one of the better episodes we've done. 
We'd love to hear uh, what you have to think about it. So uh, as always, uh, you know, you can get a hold of us, get in touch with us. A uh, couple different ways you can do that on Twitter at conserve underscore wild on Instagram at conserve the wild. Uh, and also through email info dot conserve the wild at gmail.com. Like I said, we love to hear listener input. Uh, even if we aren't doing quite as good as we should, and we've heard a little bit of that and, um, we, we definitely take that constructive criticism. So, uh, go ahead and get a hold of us. Um, Stay tuned uh, for next week. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, I think it would be a great pleasure for you to also take part uh, in listening to next week's episode. Uh, We're going to take a little bit different discussion whenever it comes to Sunday hunting uh, next week. (laughs) So we're going to be interviewing someone who is uh, in opposition uh, to Sunday hunting. So uh, that way you can sort of see both sides and, and come to that decision on your own. Uh, We are here to inform. We are not here to uh, be biased, even though sometimes we might be a little bit. We're here. We're going to try to stay as unbiased as possible and and give as much uh, discussion both ways. So uh, you'll hear from one of the opposing parties next week. So like I said, if you enjoyed this one, I highly recommend you also uh, listen to next week as well. Until then, stay wild.